Welcome to Slice of Life. Because a bite was not enough, you've listened to Brenda's Bites for years, and now Brenda is expanding her show to include lifestyle happenings from around the region. Now here's your host, Brenda Alacy. Well, good morning, and welcome to the first Saturday in November, and it's uh, balmy temperatures like you would not believe here in uh, beautiful western New York. Really bonus day, so delighted to have you join us this morning and get into the discussion. We are carving out yet another edition of Slice of Life right here on ESPN 1520. You can catch us uh, online at radio.com or call us right here at 803-1520. If you miss any portion of the show, it will be posted online at radio.com as well for posterity. So uh, please feel free to join us for the discussion. Uh, This is Brenda Alisi live from uh, beautiful Williamsville, New York. I'm still broadcasting from home. If you hear my dog barking, that's because I'm home <laughs> as we uh, navigate through the pandemic and what a week it has been with the uh, elections going on. So uh, much to discuss, but there is plenty of good news to discuss as well, including a new business that opened right here in Buffalo. And it is a pleasure to welcome for the first time to Slice of Life, Nick Kozinski, who is the U.S. East, US East Director for Odoo. Good morning, Nick, and welcome. Good morning, Brenda. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you on board. And Nick Odoo, which is spelled O-D-O-O, what is Odoo? It's an unusual name, but it's also a very wide-ranging international business. Tell us about Odoo. Absolutely. Odoo is a business management software, to put it simply, right? We build and we make usable to our customers software that includes, right, to manage your inventory, your sales, your accounting, your manufacturing or production processes, um, things like that. And we, and we sell this software to small businesses uh, almost entirely. That's our, our target market, so to say. I think, uh, Nick, that small businesses have been the lifeblood of this country for many, many years. Is that one of the, the reasons you decided to focus on small business? Absolutely. And that's also one of the reasons why we chose Western New York to expand. And we see that there are so many small businesses in this general region all up and down the East Coast that do have a need to uh, have access to software that helps them more efficiently manage their business, whether that's right on the shop floor or at home during the pandemic, right? So absolutely, we, we definitely see this, uh, this market as being very much uh, core to what we do and who we are as a company and our philosophy. I'm glad you brought that up about choosing Buffalo because I was uh, going through your website this morning and you have offices all over the world. Uh, and here you are in Buffalo, downtown at the Seneca One building, and it is so exciting to see that building come back to life. I'm sure you know the history of it. Uh, what are some of your objectives in Buffalo, and how did you happen to select that building as your location locally? Absolutely. Uh, some of our objectives high level in Buffalo are obviously, right, we want to create jobs for right, people from all different backgrounds, right, not just technology, but also, right, there's sales, there's marketing, there's even support, there's, and there are, of course, technical roles as well. Uh, So that's our number one priority is to give people in the Buffalo area access to work that will be relevant in our economy, right, 15, 20, 30 years down the line. Um, So that's objective one. Objective two, of course, is to be in a city that has tons of, you know, access to tons of uh, universities, right? That's our lifeline from a recruitment standpoint. Mm-hmm. So we, we want to create good relationships with those universities and, of course, to, to grow our business uh, in an area that 
is well positioned to accommodate not just uh, the east coast of the U.S., but also uh, eastern Canada is, a, is an important market to us as well. And, you know, Nick, as you, as you mentioned that, it occurs to me that if you're partnering with a lot of universities or at least have access to uh, the many colleges and universities uh, throughout Western New York, it will help maintain um, the, the job base here. It'll help retain some of the students who may want to move elsewhere to have a company like Odoo right in our backyard. You couldn't have said it better. That's another huge reason that we're here is Buffalo is a fantastic place, not just to right, grow up, but also to live long term, to raise a family, to Right. You have plenty of space. You have uh, all four seasons. You, you know, you have a great cost of living and giving young people, you know, viable work that's sustainable over time uh, allows them to, you know, deepen their roots here and, and continue to help make this great city prosper. Nick, um, I, I talk about that on this show and I also co-host a political show on our sister station, WBEN, every Sunday. And I always say I never thought I would see the renaissance of Buffalo in my lifetime. And it is so exciting to me as a native Buffalonian. And I'm so proud of the city to see the growth and companies like yours coming into Western New York, recognizing the, the, the unique qualities that we have here. Um, even though New York is a tough state because of taxes and so forth, uh, it's just so encouraging to me to see a company like Odoo come into Buffalo. Let's talk a little about uh, where Odoo comes from. Sure. Yeah, it originally actually comes from Belgium, uh, a small city outside of Brussels. And this was back in, what, 2005 or four. It was, uh, it was originated. And since then, right, we've expanded out into other parts of Belgium, uh, Dubai, India, Luxembourg, uh, Hong Kong, Mexico City. We have a, a big office here in San Francisco as well in the U.S., around 250 people there. Uh, and then right here in Buffalo. So globally, we're around uh, just past a thousand a few a few months back. A thousand employees. Correct. Oh wow, that's fantastic. Um, and uh, the name really intrigues me. Odoo, O-D-O-O. How does uh, how did that come about, Nick? Sure, it's a uh, it's a funny story, but in truth, it, it stands for on-demand open object, which is. Uh, We'll just we'll just say it's a technical term, uh, maybe a little <laughs> bit geeky, but I think it resonates really well with with our culture, with our philosophy, and it's we've kind of embraced it and and we've thrown it around, and, and people seem to really love it, so we stuck with it. Uh, yeah, it's certainly catchy. I, I was thinking about it. Uh, you know, if are you married by any chance? I am married. Yes. I was wondering if you said "oh do" instead of "I do" when uh, the big moment came. Uh. <laughs> Exactly. I'd probably be in trouble if I said that, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt about it. Um, I noticed, uh, too, that uh, when I was perusing the West website that you have a lot of employees who wear these very distinctive looking purple uh, T-shirts with Odoo on it. And uh, I thought that, you know, I can imagine like if they're walking around Canal Side, once you're really up and running completely in Buffalo or anywhere around uh, the many areas that people congregate, Elmwood Village, you know, the suburbs, whatever. That is so eye-catching, first of all. And then the name, I think, will certainly generate questions from people about what is this name? You know, it, it's, it certainly is a, a name that gets your attention. So uh, whatever, you know, marketing person came up with the name, I think, deserves uh, an extra T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And a fun fact is actually in, in Belgium, in, in Brussels, we uh, we have a program where employees can drive Odoo cars. So you actually see all these Odoo cars everywhere. And 
I'm not saying it's on the definite roadmap for, for our future here in Buffalo, but it's certainly, uh, it's certainly something we have in mind. That's great to hear. 803-1520, we are talking to Nick Kozinski. He is the director of U.S. East for Odoo, uh, a company that just recently uh, landed in Buffalo. Uh, have you been into the, the building at all, Nick, in yes, Buffalo? Yes, we've been uh, in Seneca One, you mean? Yes, have you been in it? It's, it's yes. really a fabulous Absolutely. building, isn't it? Oh, it's incredible and, what they're doing with it. it it's, there's so much energy popping around down there. You know, people like Sean Heidinger and, and what his team is doing to, to help really in, in integrate this building into the community. It's, uh, it's spectacular. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, it, it has been such a, a fixture and um, a, sort of an iconic building on our skyline for so long. And I drove by there the other night, and to see it lit up, it, it's just, uh, you know, again, it gives me great hope for the future of this city. Now, in coming to Buffalo during a, a pandemic, of all things, Nick, what sort of challenges have you been met with thus far? Yeah, I think the obvious challenges, right? Uh, working from home has been a, a real struggle for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. Thankfully, we've been able to, to get our people back into the office in a, in a safe environment, uh, for the time being at least. So that was, that was most certainly a challenge uh, between you know, March and, and July. Uh, as far as other challenges, I think, Digging deeper into that, you know, managing people's uh, just their well-being during this time, and you know, we're all a team, we're we're a community of, of employees, and you got to look out for one another. And everyone's kind of going through through challenges, and not just in work, but also in, in their personal lives. So that's been a it's been a challenge to to help people through that as well uh, in mass. And you, know, you can get into things like recruitment. Uh, you could get into things like you know training and onboarding new employees. Uh, these are all things I'm sure many companies out there are, are not just Odoo, right, are struggling with during this time. Yeah, I can't imagine going through a, a situation like this pandemic without technology. You know, we've become so reliant on uh, technology like Zoom and go-to meetings and, and just uh, the ability to do things off of our phones and to connect with one another still um, thanks to technology. Uh, and it must be particularly uh, true for you, because that's the kind of thing you live every day, right, Nick? That's definitely true. Uh, Odoo, <laughs> right? We we work in in this uh, in this software for just about everything that we do as a business as well. We use our our own tools, of course. Um, so thankful, you know, that we have that. It's allowed us to right be flexible, work remote if we have to, you know, work from wherever, or do wherever. Allow us to still run our business and you know continue to generate revenues to you know help build this company in this great city of buffalo that's what it you mentioned down to in a nutshell yes yes absolutely uh you had mentioned about uh, helping small businesses when we started our conversation can you give me an example of how a small business uh would benefit from your technology at odoo sure uh so typical small business today is going to right have a sale they're going to sell something to a customer and the delivery of whatever it is they sold, whether it be a product, a service, uh, right? There's there's usually uh, two multiple different systems that they're going to use to manage that delivery, right? Or maybe they're using Excel, or some businesses are even using pen and paper, and trying to you know track everything and make sure that you deliver what you promise to your customer, and and right being able to access this information from home, right? Maybe a customer calls, you got to get back to them, and you know your files are at the office, right? trying to move away from that 
that old school way of doing business into the new new age where everything's accessible right right on your computer, uh, right on the internet. Just like you go on Facebook, you can go into your business and see everything happening uh, right online. That's what we're helping businesses do: transition to a new age of how they manage right their day to day processes and, and operations. I think uh, it's more relevant than ever, Nick. Odoo.com is your website, O-D-O-O.com. Excellent website that I was looking at and uh, easy to navigate. Nick Kozinski, who is the director of U.S. East, uh, bringing jobs to Buffalo with this uh, uh, international company. So great that you've come to our fair city, Nick. And thank you so much for coming on our show, Slice of Life. I look forward to talking with you again down the road. Absolutely, Brenda. Thanks for having me and have a great morning. Thanks so much. You two enjoy the balmy weather. And uh, we will be right back talking to another business owner in Western New York who is helping the community with plasma resources. Back after this quick timeout on Slice of Life. Thanks for tuning in to Slice of Life. Now back to your hostess with the mostest, Brenda Alacy. Well, thank you very much, Sandy Beach. Always great to hear your voice. And yes, welcome back to the show. 803-1520 is our number, area code 716, if you're listening out of the area. And it's a pleasure to welcome, for the first time to Slice of Life, Alan Wirfs. Alan is the ProMedic Plasma Resources Center Manager. Alan, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Great to have you on board. And Prometic Plasma Resources, say that fast three times, right? Tell us a little bit about what your company does and why it's so important uh, in these rather uh, extraordinary times that we are living in right now, Alan. Absolutely. So Prometic is a plasma collection company. Um, What we do is we specialize in collecting plasma from donors, and then uh, we take certain elements from the blood plasma and use that to make medications. Um, Currently, we're collecting normal plasma from uh, just a regular donor to use towards a drug called Riplizem, Mm -hmm. and that's for people with a uh, genetic disorder um, where they have a deficiency of a certain protein in their blood that um, makes their life a little bit more difficult and can be life-threatening towards them. Uh, but also, I mean, speaking of the, the challenging times that we're in right now, we're also collecting uh, plasma from donors who have recovered from COVID-19. And with that plasma, uh, we're helping to um, collect the antibodies that um, the people have in their bloodstream to use, hopefully, in the future to make medications to help uh, more severely and critically ill patients with COVID-19 recover more quickly and more successfully. Wow, Alan. So you are are playing a key role in our battle against COVID. Uh, It is so so heartening to hear good news like that, that because I don't know about you, but it feels like sometimes we're just being swept along in this in this uh, terrible pandemic without knowing what's happening. And you hear so many conflicting reports, uh, but that is so great to hear that you have a role in that. Uh, let's back up for just a moment. Let's talk about what plasma is. Do I understand it correctly that it's, it's part of one's blood? Yes, absolutely. So plasma, when you think about blood, you think of blood as purely liquid, um, which is understandable, but really blood is composed of many different parts, where plasma is the actual liquid part of your blood. Um, It flows along. It helps your red blood cells and your white blood cells flow through your body. It's kind of the liquid medium that makes everything move smoothly inside of your body. 
Um, it makes up about 40 to 50 percent of your total blood volume, and it contains a number of proteins and minerals um, that are essential for living a healthy life. Mm-hmm. And so when someone donates, uh, does the body immediately regenerate the plasma that's been donated? Sure. It takes about 48 hours to uh, replenish the plasma that we take out. That's why you donors are allowed to donate um, up to twice a week, but there has to be a day in between the donations, and it can't be any more than two times in a seven-day period. And that differs from a regular blood donation. That's an eight-week time period in between when you can donate. Um, but it takes much longer for your body to replace those red blood cells than it does to regenerate plasma. And we return the red blood cells to the donor, so they're able to donate on a continuous twice-a-week basis. Oh, that's amazing, Alan. But I bet there are a lot of misconceptions about it. How do you get the, the word out to people that this is a safe thing to do? Um, is, it, is it difficult to, to recruit donors? It can be. I mean, we're always fighting against the, you know, fear of needles, which is a lot of people have. And, um, you know, nobody necessarily wants to go out of their way to get a needle in them. So we what we do is we try to, you know, go on programs like this and explain the benefits that come from donating your plasma to the patients that need it. So not only the people that um, are currently fighting COVID-19 or in the future that are fighting COVID-19, but Plasma donation in general as an industry fights so many different disorders that people are really suffering through, um, including people with hemophilia or primary immune deficiencies or, you know, a number of other things, uh, not to mention burn victims. Um, So it's just really, really key that we get the word out there and make sure that people know that this is a safe process, that it is extremely important for the community in general, for not only Americans, but people all across the globe. And as far as safety goes, I personally have donated over 400 times and can attest that I have never had any adverse reactions to it or really any health problems related to it. And I continue to donate. And I I feel like it's very important to, to let people know that, that, you know, I'm not just out here trying to recruit donors to do something that I wouldn't do. I'm a donor as well. You walk the walk, and it's very admirable. And I'm looking at your website as we're speaking, and and it's interesting to learn for me that only plasma donors can provide this vital material because it cannot be produced or created in a lab. Right, Alan? This is something that comes from the human body. Absolutely. It's the only place to get it. Um, Right. I mean, there's there's research going on for it, but right now the the human donor is the only way that we can get these vital uh, proteins for people and the antibodies as well. How long does it take uh, for a donor to make a donation? Or does it take about an hour and you're all set up at the lab and so forth? Sure. So the first time you come in and donate, we go through a long medical history questionnaire just to make sure that it's safe for you to donate and safe for the patients who will eventually get the medications to donate. Um, Also, there will be a non-invasive physical exam, just basically checking you over, making sure that you're healthy and that there's nothing that would, you know, be unsafe for you to donate and wouldn't be unsafe for anybody to receive your blood products. So the first first donation takes about two and a half to three hours. Um, After that, your next donation and your subsequent donations will take around an hour, hour and a half tops. Fantastic. Uh, you know, take 90 minutes out of your day and, and helps people in countless ways. Tell us, uh, Alan, a little about the, um, 
the local donors, uh, the donor sites, where to donate and how it, it impacts the community in, in Western New York specifically? Sure. Um, we're located in Amherst. We're on 20 North Point Parkway in Amherst, um, Suite 160. So it's it's a convenient location. We're pretty centrally located, um, and it's it's easy for us to find. Just Google Map us, and you'll you'll find us. Um, one of the big benefits, not only for obviously the patients that will receive our products in the future, but for the local economy, is that we actually do provide compensation for donating your plasma. So the first five donations that you come in and complete are sixty dollars per donation. And on top, of, after you get past that, then it's a scale based upon your body weight, um, and it, it ranges anywhere from $30 to $45 each donation that you come in and donate. Um, wow, that's very nice to hear. Alone, yeah. Our center alone has contributed over $100,000 back into the local community just through the, the donor program. Well, you know, that's a that's a hidden benefit that I guess wouldn't jump out at somebody uh, right away, Alan. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, you think about donating, but yet you're you're creating a little bit of an economic engine here as well. Absolutely. The businesses around us, I can attest, will have gotten increased customer activity just from our location being here. You know, um, I can imagine it probably helps uh, the, the food industry around there. That's such a densely populated area with, um, you know, plenty of uh, offices and restaurants and so forth. Uh, Prometic is spelled P-R-O-M-E-T-I-C, Plasma Resources. Excellent website. It's plasma.prometic.com. And I'm looking at the contact information, Alan. The number to call would be 716 579 0449. That's your donor information number, right? That's correct. Let's do it again. 5790449. Uh when it when it comes to living in a pandemic, uh, I'm sure none of us ever thought this is where we would be in November of 2020. What a year. How do you make sure that your donors and staff are safe? Sure. Yeah. That's that's a big concern for everybody and you know, everybody wants to keep safe and not spread the pandemic to anybody else around here. New York's already been hit hard enough. We don't want to go through any more waves, especially here in Western New York. So what we do is um, we ensure that everybody's six feet apart when they're in the center. Our donation beds are more than six feet apart. They're about 10 to 12 feet apart. Uh, masks are required within the center. Um, there are hand sanitizer stations throughout the center that staff and donors are you have to use um, and every donor that comes in has to go through a temperature check to ensure that they are, you know, don't have a fever and aren't showing any type of uh, symptoms. And all the donors, in, a, in order to be eligible to donate, have to attest that they feel well and healthy on that day. And again, pass their vital signs, um, especially with temperature. Uh, we ensure that we hand wash um, all the surfaces that donors touch are uh, sanitized with uh, disinfectant in between each use. So the uh, touchscreen kiosks, for instance, that you answer your medical history questions on, as soon as you're done, a staff member will go behind you and they will wipe down the screen with a uh, hospital-grade disinfectant. Boy, it sounds like you've got it all all together when it comes to safety for both uh, the, the donors and, uh, and your staff. Alan Werfs, Prometic Plasma Resources Center Manager. And again, to call to uh, get information on donating or to schedule an appointment, 579-0449. Alan, thank you so much for taking time out of Saturday to join me. 
Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was great. It was my pleasure. And our thanks to Jim Stelliano for another stellar job back at the station, uh, making sure that we're running all on time. Thanks very much to all of you for listening. I'm Brenda Alacy. We'll carve out another slice of life next week at the same time. Thanks for listening. Brenda will be back next Slice of Life on ESPN 1520.